0: going to go ahead and get into the last part of our Add to Your Faith series. This is part eight, and um, I know a bunch of y'all have been going through the small groups. I hope it's been wonderful for you. I have thoroughly enjoyed this this series. Uh, I know that uh, some of you are actually just getting going on doing some of the small group stuff, and that's fine. The resources are online. This week is also... And if you started with us on day one of our first Sunday, then our sixty sixty is dominoing and it's coming to an end this week. So if you got started, then I, I hope that it's been a blessing to you, that it's jarred your schedule and you've connected with God in a different way than maybe you did before. And I would con- ask you to consider just re-upping, just restarting it. Mine was up a couple of weeks ago. I got a head start on y'all. And I just re-upped it as soon as it was going. I'm still reminded every hour on the hour, and have those scriptures and all those different things. So you can get the, if you, it's not too late to start. You can do it for the first time, the Soul Revolution um, app on uh, your phone. And so, but this is our the last piece, and we've been noticing that that God has been growing us. He starts us out in one place, and then he begins to build. On these different pieces. So if you've got your YouVersion app open. Or your, your, your notes right there in front of you. Let's get into this. Our relationship with God. Should be about. Knowing God better. And trusting him more. Big surprise around here. As we live this out. Our faith grows. And it impacts our entire lives. Some of you have just started coming to church. And your faith is being impacted. Because you're doing something different On Sundays. Than you used to do. That's impacted your life. That's fantastic. I love that. That's wonderful. But I want to give you a heads up. You keep pulling into God. And it's going to keep spilling over. And God through the Holy Spirit. Not through anybody getting in a headlock. And forcing you to do anything. But through the work of the Holy Spirit. It's going to begin to, to work on you. And the Holy Spirit going to talk to you. And it's going to affect every area of your life. It just will. That's what discipleship does. We've been looking at 2 Peter 1. It says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection or kindness. We looked at last week. And to mutual affection, love. Guess where God is taking us? to operate in his kind of love. Sometimes it's just being kind. We can start there. That's all right. But where he's really growing us is to to manifest his love. He said, For if you possess these qualities, in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and even blind forgetting that they've been cleansed by their past sins. Again, folks, we show up to church not so that we can get forgiven. We show up to church because Jesus did the work and we are forgiven, and it it opened us up into this whole new world of a life in Christ, and we can spend the rest of our lives, if we live to be 120 years old, we can spend the rest of our lives growing in the greatness of all that's available to us in Him. But if we... If we forget that that we've been cleansed, we'll keep coming back to all this sin issue over and over and over again. Instead of really letting the Holy Spirit do a real change in our lives. And as we look at this, I want us to understand and get this down deep in us that the greatest expression of our faith in God is love. The greatest expression of our faith in God as well. That's when it really shows up. In fact, John 13, 35 says, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. As we talked about last week, just the church ought to be the most attractive group of people on the planet. The most attractive group of people on the planet. Because it ought to be a place where people feel loved. And that they, if they're on the outside looking in, they're peeking and they're going, you know what? Those people care about each other. I want to be a part of that. Sadly, that's not always the case. But that is our hunger here as a body of believers that we want to, that to, to grow in us. I love the story of the, the little boy who would go to Sunday school and, and he walked and he walked past multiple little places of worship and walked miles and miles and miles every Sunday, even in rough weather. And he would, he would go to this one particular church. And people were like, there's a lot of churches. There's a church right close to you. Why do you walk all the way down there to go to church? And this little kid responds, well, they really love a person there. A little kid can understand and feel when they're cared for, when they're loved, that's the most attractional thing that can exist in the world—the love of God being shed abroad in our hearts. And the thing is, is that we would love it to say, "Love those that you care about. Love those that you like. Love those that are only close to you." But we have to love just about—we have to love everybody we come in contact with. And operating in love can sometimes look weird. Sometimes you love and caring for somebody who's going to have you do things that maybe you wouldn't normally do. Last weekend we were in Dallas to go see uh, Kenan and go spend a little bit of time with him, had a good time. He was in class, so we took advantage of, of class. And of course I'm with my wife. Where's she going to have me go? To the mall. So we go over to the North Park Mall and hanging out over there. And we pass, Cruising along, and we pass the Build-A-Bear. Now, this is like 11 o'clock on a Friday. There's hardly anybody in this mall, and so it's not all stampeded and all that stuff. So we're just cruising the mall, and so she decides she wants to get the new little baby a bear. We haven't done that yet, so everybody else has a -A Build-A-Bear. So if you've not ever done Build-A-Bear, it's an experience. And so it's just the two of us, and we go into Build-A-Bear, and we pick out the little bear... And my wife has her, you know, purse with her. And having, been as far along pregnant as she is, her, her bladder is like the side of a walnut. <laughs> I mean, it is just like, Lord have mercy, woman. Just don't drink. Like, I don't want to drink. No, it has to come out with that. And so, and uh, so, we're there and she immediately is like, do y'all have a restroom handy? Yeah, I like, yeah, we do. So it's just, now it's just me and this guy, about 19, 20 years old, working at Build-A-Bear. And we're just the two of us doing this bear. So Cutie takes the bear, and she hands it to me, and I go. So now I have to do it. If you've never done Build-A-Bear, it is a, like I said, it is a whole experience. It is a process. And Cutie didn't want to take her purse in with her. So I'm uh-huh. holding her purse. <laughs> so it's now just me and a purse and this guy and build the Bear. And I tell you what, and I, and I had this, I had the utmost respect for this guy, because you could see him revert to his training, and he would say, this is how you have to do it. And somebody could have could have lovingly said, you know what, we don't have to do this. But man, he was trained, so we stuffed the bear. And he asked me to put my little foot on the pedal. So I put my foot on there, and I push, and he's like, all right, had me squeeze it. Is that good? Yes. All right, well, now I need you to pick a heart. Like, okay, I picked the heart. I'm going to give it to him. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't just do that. You hold it to your heart.
1: And you say sweet things. So,
0: if somebody was to just casually walk by, there's me and this guy and my wife's purse.
1: And I'm holding it in the middle, and I'm
0: saying it. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Oh, no, no, no. Now you put it to your side, so they'll always be by your side. And then you put it to your head, so they'll be smart like you. And then you do this other little hokey-pokey stuff. And then you got to kiss the heart and stick it in the bear. It's me and a 20-year-old guy. I've got no children there. Nobody else is there. Dude, shove the heart.
1: I did
0: it, I did it, I kissed the heart, I held it by my side, I put it on my heart, I stuck it on my head, I did the thing. Why? Why? Because it was important to that guy. I did not want to do it.
1: And guess when cutie
0: comes out of the bathroom? When all that agony is over. And now there's a couple of people walk in right at the end of that process. Not i just standing there. My nice little coach purse. And go, go through all of that. All of that process. Sometimes caring for people is awkward. Sometimes we would rather do something else. Sometimes we find ourselves in, in strange circumstances. Things we were, are, were having to do that we would not do other than love. That we would not do it other than love. We celebrated the cross this morning. <coughs> Jesus willingly turned water into wine before it was time for his mom. Why? Out of love. Jesus took some loaves and fed some hungry people. Why? Because they were going to faint on the way out of love. He was happy to do it. Didn't say two words about it. Jesus healed all Mm -hmm. out of love. Didn't say anything about
1: it.
0: It gets time for him to go to the cross. He goes off to pray by himself. It's just him and Papa. And he says, Daddy, is there another way? Is there another way? not my will return. The cross wasn't something in and of itself that Jesus would have just done anyways. He did something that put him in a place. Love put him in a place where he did something that the only compelling reason for it, the only reason was love. There was nothing else there Folks, as we begin to grow in love, we're going to find ourselves in places over and over and over again where we're responding and we're acting out of love and we're doing things we would never, ever do. Never, ever, ever do other than love. Second Thessalonians 1.3 says, We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. The love you have for one another is increasing. These are believers, and their love they have for one another is increasing. So guess what? Just because you have some love issues right now doesn't mean you're not a child of God. What it does mean is that we need to increase like they did. They were at point A, and they moved along in the deal. It's okay that you're still in process. This is not a sermon to beat you up for what you haven't done in the past. Listen to me. The enemy will come in and try to make that in your head. No. This is a sermon to, this is a message we want to talk about all of the beautiful opportunities to act in love that lie ahead of us. To do things we wouldn't normally do simply because of love. We have people that show up and make things happen up here, and they get up at hours they don't normally get up at to come and and carry and set things up and plug things in and they fight with technology and do all of these different things and, and make coffee and do these different things because of love. We have people who are pouring into our kids next door because of love. We have people opening their homes to have small groups because of love. Love growing, increasing, showing off that we are his disciples. Colossians three twelve says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, we're already holy And we're already dearly loved. This isn't to be holy and to be dearly loved. We're already that. Clothe yourselves. We talked about this last week. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. And forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these, over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I was talking to Larry Lane a week or so ago about this very this very thing. And he explained it like a curtain rod. You having, having all these little things lined up, and love is that thing that holds them all up. It binds them all together. It, it keeps them there. See, love, it's the greatest motivator. Love is the greatest motivator. It's the one that it's the thing that, that gets us out, it should get us out of bed in the morning. Honestly, people talk about you running into people and they're like, Well, I'm just bored with life. You know what that tells me? Is you don't have anything to love. You have a low love threshold. Because people that love passionately are not bored. They're creative, they have things going on. There's there's constant this this thing of of moving and moving forward. Love causes us to act. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 says, We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted, motivated, catalyzed by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. See, love can only be the, 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 for the long term relationship. I mean, it has to be an undergirding of love. Because anything else less than love, honestly, is thin and whiskey and it breaks too easy. Love is the only thing that has this, this meat to it, it just has this, this incredible power. It was so timely that Mike Ramirez shared a, a story with me this morning. It wasn't in my notes, but what a beautiful thing. My, I said Ramirez. I'm sorry. I'm do this. Sarah. Burrito. Sarah. That's right. <laughs> and so he shared a story with me this morning that they get reports all over the place about police having interactions and things going awry and how they deal with it. And um, this story about this, this lady police officer that she gets shot in the face, and shot in the torso, and she calls it in. There are like three or four guys in the car. She calls it in. I've been shot in the face, I've been shot in the the abdomen, and I'm in pursuit. (laughs) What? (laughs) This lady is in pursuit. She gets in her car and catches the shooter four miles down the road and apprehends him. He says that she had interviewed with his bandage on the side of her face. Thankfully the bullet came in and went through and just tore stuff up and it didn't, it didn't permanently damage her. And they're like, why? Why on earth would you do this? Why would you go after somebody like that? Well, she saw she saw that she just almost lost her life. She's like, I'm a mama. And I've got kids that depend on me. And that guy almost stole their mom. He was not getting away.
1: <laughs>
0: Helped that she was an ex-marine as well. So. <laughs> and she but love will motivate. It just goes oh, and it reaches down deep and it gets things to move forward. Ephesians two says, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh. All of us did this following its desires and its thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. All of us were deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, because of his great love for us, even while we are deserving of wrath, even when we don't give a rip about God, even when we just just don't even acknowledge him at all, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. It's because of love. Love is the great motivator of God to set the whole plan in action. Galatians 5, 6 says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. That's the only thing, is faith expressing itself through love. And the thing is, is we don't all move the same. We don't always express it the same because we're all wired a little different." And we've talked before about the, the five love languages. And I've got a little video that will just give you a quick introduction to the five love languages. But they are all how we communicate, in a practical way, love for one another. many different things, whether it's an act of love, a touch, a gift, whether it's words, or just being there. The thing is, is it takes it takes us moving. It's not just a gooey feeling. It's not just an emotion. 1 Corinthians 16, 14 says, do everything in love. Do everything. We can talk, we can touch, we can act, we can, we can give, we can do all of these different things in love. One continual expression of the heart of God. What a beautiful, beautiful world God intended us to live in. That's what he intended for us to live in. What we have, what we're living in is a jacked up, messed up, perverted thing from what God started. What he intended was for everything. For us to interact with each other in love. See the truth is that love doesn't just define God. It defines everything that is meaningful in life. Everything that's meaningful in life. 1 John 4, said, <clears throat> verses 15 says that if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in <coughs> them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Folks, we have to rely on his love. We have a phrase that, that with this, and when you really think about it, we need to do this. But People will say, well, you take it for granted. We tend to put that in terms that you don't appreciate it. But to take something for granted is to assume that it is already given. That is the literal meaning of to take something for granted. And folks, we have to live our lives recognizing and take God's love for granted. That it is given. (coughs) That it is extended. That it is already ours. That is the way we're going to have to go through life. That is what it means to rely on the love God has for us. Because it's only in tapping into that that we're going to be able to express God's love for others. 1 Corinthians 13. Here it is. This is right in the middle of Paul talking about all the cool gifts of the Spirit. He's talking about prophecy and, and, and healing and, and, and tongues and all sorts of cool things for the, for the uh, church. And stuff that, that people can begin to emphasize. And he has to remind people of what is important. First Corinthians 13.1. He interjects it right in the middle of all this New Testament teaching on how we, uh, what, how we respond. He says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I do something really awesome in the spirit but it's not in love, it's worthless. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to the poor and give all my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. I gain nothing. It, love, is the core of everything that's meaningful. Everything that's meaningful. Matthew 22 Jesus asked, says, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. Everything that's ever been written. Everything that's ever been written and communicated to us on how to interact with God and what life is about. Hangs on love God to love others. Everything. And then First Corinthians thirteen ends with this. And now these three remain: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. First Peter four eight. Above all, love above everything else. Love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. take out love and we begin to look at each other without the covering of love and guess what we see in each other? All our shortcomings. All our places where we've hurt each other. All of this different stuff. But we bring love in and it covers it. This is the only way we can really interact with each other and be connected. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to allow the Spirit of God to carry you to a new place of love. Maybe it's, with, maybe it's with one of the five love languages. Maybe there's something that you're naturally good at. Maybe you're naturally good at giving, but you're not real good at just taking some time and doing something for somebody. Let the Holy Spirit carry you into a new one of these things. I think we ought to be fluent in all five of them. We'll have some that are natural, but I think we need to grow in all of them. Let's allow the love of God to manifest in our lives like never before. Like never before. See, if we continue to grow in our faith, then we will truly be effective and productive in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way it happens. We continue to grow. We allow the love of God to grow in our hearts. And this morning, what we want to do is we want to take. Step one. (laughs) Step one is saying yes to him. We cannot truly operate in love if we have not received love himself. Jesus. Jesus is God's love made manifest to the world. And if we have not said yes to that, then we can't really operate in love. It It becomes an awkward event. But we allow God to restore us from the inside out, it changes it all. So I want to create a quiet moment. And if you're here this morning you say, Brandon, I need that. I believe that Jesus Christ died for me. That what was talked about during that during that communion thing, that his that he died and it left an open account and we can say, you know what, that death accounts for my sin and I place my sin there. I choose that today. I choose to say yes to the love expressed to me through Jesus himself. And if that's you, do want you just raise your hand. Awesome. Awesome. Believers, I want y'all to just pray with me. You just make these words your own. Let's just lift our voices up together and say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus thank you that he died in my place. His death covers my sin. And now his life can be my life. I'm a new creation. The old is gone. and The new has come. I'm excited about you changing me from the inside out. I give you permission. I'll follow you forward
1: in Jesus' name Amen, Amen.
0: Yes. The Greatest day in our existence somebody steps over from death into life we've got the, the lanes who are over here if, uh, if you made that decision this morning, you would like some more information we've got a gift we'd love to give you with a bible and some, some resources some worship music We'd love to get that into your hands. We've got the Goths over here who are ready to pray with you. If you need any prayer for anything whatsoever, we'll have people also with T9 on both sides. If you need prayer for anything, please don't hesitate to do it. Let's stand up, and I want to pray over you as we go out of here. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love made manifest in our lives. And Lord, we're thankful, Lord, that love shakes us up doesn't always leave us in a comfortable place, but it always takes us to a good place. And God, we are going to dare to be people who are going to walk the road of love. We're going to go forward with you, Heavenly Father, and express love in new ways. We give you permission to show your love through our lives. God, we thank you for all that you do in our lives. Lord, you are. Lord, you're not enough. God, you're too much. Just too much, God. And we're so grateful. We're so grateful. Lord, we thank you for that this morning. In Jesus'
1: name.